Welcome back to the Meadowlands Podcast, and today we are talking about why people walk all over you. So, Dan, why do people walk all over you? It's because you're not setting boundaries, but it's actually not your fault. It's it's a bit of a societal thing. Like, you're not taught how to set boundaries. A lot of the time, parents don't teach you how to set boundaries. School definitely doesn't teach you how to set boundaries. Um, and people are, you know, people are scared of, of that conflict, and they're scared of um, not pleasing people. They're worried that they're going to make people feel uncomfortable. So there's all of these emotions that come up. There's these societal pressures. There's just layers of things on top of you that make you feel like you can't set boundaries. For sure. And yeah, it's just like, as we were just talking about, like, you know, it's not conditioned into us to, you know, be ourselves. And it kind of is conditioned into us to be that people pleasing, you know, like we're seeking that validation because we're only children, you know, we're just trying to do what's right. And, you know, when we get the validation of like, you did that thing right, that's, you know, um, reinforcing our behavior to do more of that which is you know pleasing somebody else or seeking that validation and so when you're doing more of that as you you know grow into an adult obviously it's much easier to do more of that because we're taught to do that and we're not taught you know specifically by teachers because they're you know overwhelmed or whatever by doing all the, all the other things it's not their job to like teach you behavioral things because they're trying to teach you one plus one you know and dan still doesn't know the answer man no, so don't ask him i, I stop okay <laughs> And so, you know, like basically because we're taught to be more people pleasing, it's less likely that we're going to set boundaries and, and more likely that we're going to do things to actually, you know, make sure other people are enjoying enjoying themselves and having a good time or whatever. And therefore, we'll let them walk all over us, right? Yeah, 100%. And again, it's, it's not your fault. Like this is something that you can learn to do. It's definitely a skill that you can develop. Um, and the thing that really stood out to me when I started setting boundaries um, is, is just the idea that setting boundaries is actually for yourself. It's got nothing to do with the other person. It's not like you dislike the other person. It's not like you're trying to make people uncomfortable. It's just you're listening to your intuition and you're listening to your needs and you're actually going, okay, well, I'm actually not okay with how this person talks to me. I'm not okay with they're maybe overstaying their welcome. You know, people stay, come over your house and they're overstaying their welcome and then you're actually sacrificing your sleep and your, your clarity the next day because you're worried about saying something, but it's okay to set that boundary. It's obviously hard for the first couple of times to set that, but you just need to remind yourself, like, this is for me. This is self-care. I'm doing this for myself because I'm actually really important, right? And if that other person really respects you and appreciates you, it won't matter that you've set a boundary. A lot of the time people think that because I've set a boundary, that person won't want to see me again, or that person's going to be angry at me. If anything, if they're a decent person, they'll respect the fact that you've told them honestly that hey i have these needs it's got nothing to do with you it's not personal but i just need to you know go to sleep a bit earlier tonight and something that Eamon does which i think is a, is a really good technique is like managing expectations early so you'll send me a text and go hey i can only hang out till eight o'clock tonight you've already set the precedent you've already said to me hey I, i'm i need to go to sleep basically so I then know where I stand. So if you're not putting your shoes on by 7.59, I'm like standing up and like yeah. signaling to the door and like, get out, I need to sleep. I go to bed early, so you know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. Or even like when you arrive as well, I do that as well. It's like, just so you know, like I'm probably going to be doing X at 9 p.m. or something like that. And, and it's planted in your head that you're like, you know, and it's like, you know, if I need to justify it for a reason, then I'll, I'll say it or whatever. But it's like, it's generally not necessarily, but that's coming from myself who, you know, I've kind of conditioned this people pleasing out of me to an extent. But as you said, for the, for the people who haven't done it very often, you know, they're afraid of this conflict. But if you actually break it down, it's like, well, if this person is my friend, this is obviously a very small example that we're giving. But still, if you're in, in that zone, it's 
you know, it's scary to say, hey, look, I'm so sorry, but I think I want to, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Like if you actually do that, like when you actually do that for the first time and you see that it's just totally a non-issue for that person, like, oh, yeah, of course, like just let me know, you know. But you're just so scared of doing that because so you're used to people pleasing and then all of a sudden you get a slip, uh, a bad sleep and you're in this cycle and it just continues. And, you know, that's one portion of your day. If you're doing that 20 or 30 times throughout the day, you're letting people walk all over you in small, you know, little instances and it builds up over time. And imagine what the compounding effect is having on your life. Yeah, 100%. And it comes down to, again, that that inner child, like that part of you that's really maybe scared of trying to be the thorn that sticks out, you know, like maybe... Your parents made you feel like you couldn't have a voice. Maybe you tried to set a boundary and they completely rejected it or they overstepped your boundaries again, you know? Like people, I've spoken to clients where like, you know, the parents will come into their room even though they've told them that they're doing something, like they're journaling or they're doing something in their own private time and the parents will then overstep those boundaries. So if that's conditioned into you at such a young age, then when you get into your your older life and when you get into your adult life, it then makes it really challenging to go, well, I'm going to try to set a boundary with Eamon because you're immediately going back to that inner child of, well, he won't listen to me or he'll reject me or he'll make me feel bad. But again, like you might have had some trauma around setting boundaries. So you need to remember that. You need to like honor yourself um, knowing that, you know, you may have had people stepping over your boundaries. You're dead right, man. But the thing is like, what if you zoom out a little bit and what if I can't actually even recognize, you know, that something is crossing a line? Because obviously, like, have feelings. And honestly, it happens in the workplace a lot, especially in a corporate environment. It's much easier for people to walk all over you because they're just trying to get their agenda done. They'll give you a direction. I might not even recognize that I'm not comfortable with this or that this is crossing a boundary in terms of what my job description is or something like that. How do you actually go about recognizing that this is crossing the line? Yeah, it's a great question. It comes down to being really honest with yourself and actually listening to your body. So a lot of people may push that away and especially a lot of men may push those feelings down and then they they come up as anger or resentment. But you will know. Like if you spend the time sitting with yourself and recognizing, okay, the way that Joe Blow spoke to me the other day, that made me feel It's really always Joe Blow with you, Dan. It's always it? Joe Blow. There's so many Joe Blows. Don't you? <laughs> Cynthia? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like you will be able to recognize it. It's just about giving yourself that time. You need to actually sit with yourself and go, okay, what are my needs? If that person spoke to me in that way and belittled me and made me feel lower, am I okay with that? Or was that person crossing my boundaries? And if you ask yourself that honest question, you'll either get a response in your body where you'll feel maybe anger or resentment towards that person. And that could make you, it could lead you to believe, well, that person probably stepped over my boundaries if I'm angry at those actions. You know, another really good example is, which I know a lot of people do because I do this, a lot of my clients do this. When you leave a situation, whether that's a social situation, whether it's with a friend or family, and then you're playing over that scenario multiple times in your head, you're going, oh, why did he say that to me? Or that made me feel uncomfortable the way you did that. You might not have it. It might just be a feeling. You may be angry. You may be depleted. You know, you may be a little bit more exhausted after leaving that person or that group because People have maybe stepped over your boundaries or made you feel uncomfortable, um, but it, it takes a conscious process. Like you need to sit with yourself and ask yourself those questions. You know, what are my needs in a social situation, and has that person stepped over those over those boundaries that I feel are true to me? Yeah, nice. And so, <clears throat> another more serious example: say it's you know a best friend of mine, or you know your partner that you've been with for a long time, 
you have, okay, I've, I've recognized now what my boundary is, but they've been crossing this boundary over and over again for a very long period of time. That's really scary. How do I then introduce this boundary to them? You know, it's a big hurdle because it's already something they've been doing and getting away with in terms of how it's been affecting me. How do I then introduce that boundary to a close friend or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned it in a previous episode, actually, but it's all about how you're going to preface that conversation. So if you believe that that other person has overstepped a boundary or if your partner's doing something repeatedly, making sure that you find the time where they're available, obviously not preoccupied with something, and you go up to them and you go, hey, I, I really need to have a, a tough conversation with you. Is this the right time for us to sit down? I'd, I'd appreciate it if you could just let me try to explain what I'm trying to explain and we can try to you know, come to a compromise or come to some sort of understanding of what's going on. So then once you've prefaced it, you've then hopefully kind of leveled the ego. So the ego isn't <clears> going to be reactive. And then from there, it's just about being honest. You know, if you feel that the other person maybe isn't giving you your time. So let's say in a partnership, let's say there's a lot of codependency going on and you as a person think, well, actually, I need more time with my friends or I need more time for me. It's okay to present that information, um, but it needs to come in a way where the other person understands it. So you start by prefacing it and then you go, hey, I've noticed that we've been spending a lot of time together, which I really appreciate your company, but I'm just feeling I haven't really had much time for myself. You know, I was wondering if there's a way that I can maybe make some more time for me. How do you think we can make that work? And it's about a compromise. It's about a discussion at the end of the day and letting the other person know, um, you know, because again, like working with a lot of clients I have, I know that having these conversations can bring up a lot of guilt. It can bring up a lot of shame. It can bring up a lot of those fears of rejection, right? So it just needs to be communicated. You know, this isn't about me rejecting you. This isn't about me loving you less or caring about you less. This is just about me listening to what I need and wanting a bit more time for myself. And it's important what you're doing there as well. You're framing it in terms of what's important to you. If you're talking, if you're talking about you, if I'm like, you know, you're doing this to me and you're doing that to me, you're only going to flare up their ego and make it even harder for them. So if you're talking in terms of this is how I feel, this is what I need, you know, they're going to be much more understanding in terms of like, oh, they're talking about themselves and not saying, you know, blaming me or whatever. So we've kind of crossed into communication more, but to zoom out a bit, you know, are you letting people walk all over you? And it may not be as, you know, intense as that statement sounds. It might be in small little areas, but it might be in large areas like in your workplace or something. And if you can think about, you know, what is actually happening with that like how is it happening what is your boundary and what are the negative effects on that it will definitely make you realize that it's like oh, i've got to do something about all these small little you know instances it will make, make up make you stand up for yourself more make you believe in yourself make you more confident as you see the responses from other people and, and as you see them respect those boundaries and one thing that we haven't touched on is that if you have that conversation doesn't matter what scale this boundary is and they cross it again you have to, you know, then put your foot down and do something about that. Because, you know, maybe like a warning system, or whatever, we like, look, you know, I spoke to you about this. I'm, re- you know, can you please not do that again or whatever it may be. <clears throat> but if there's no consequences, the person will continue to do it. You know what I mean? Regardless of what it is. Mm. And you'll never get that thing resolved, you know? Yeah. But, and, and that can be honestly the hardest thing ever in terms of like, you know, Dan, you're never giving me enough space. Like this is the third time that I've spoken to you about this now and I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to stop hanging out with you. I really have to cut you out of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I just have to do that, you know, yep. and you are not giving me enough space. Okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that came to mind there um, is something that I think a lot of people do, which is setting a passive boundary. So 
So I see a passive boundary as someone who just stops talking to the other person because maybe they've recognized I'm not enjoying seeing them. I'm feeling tired after seeing them. Maybe they've offended me. So what you do is you go, well, I'm just not going to see them as much. Now that's a passive boundary. You've set a boundary, but let's just think we're all kids together, right? Like we're all got inner child in us. We're not, we, we may think we're adults, but we all have like a wounded inner child and we all have a way of, we, we think we know how to communicate. We think we know how the world is. Me setting that passive boundary on, let's say, Eamon, I haven't communicated with you at all why I've stopped seeing you. You may now, you, you may have no idea why I've stopped talking to you. Yeah. You may see that, well, I haven't done anything wrong. And then you're going to start resenting me because, well, he stopped seeing me now. Why is he better than me? The reality is you may, know, you, you may not know that at all. You may not have any conscious awareness that you've overstepped a boundary. And that's why the communication is so important. But that's also why it's so hard. Because it is a it's a conversation about something that's tough, um, but that's why, you know, just think about it. Because I know a lot of people that will set that passive boundary and go, well, I'm just not going to see them as much. But then you're in a situation again in the future where they'll go, hey, let's catch up again, and then you catch up with them, and then you feel depleted. So then you stop seeing them again. It's like they don't know. You know, you haven't communicated that they've actually stepped over your boundaries, or you're not okay with the way they've been towards you. It's so much easier though to just ignore a problem than, you know, like everything's too hard. And I'm so guilty of this as well. Like I just don't know how to communicate something. So I'll just ignore it until I can find the words to do that, which could be weeks later, you mm -hmm. know? So that, that's something that I'm, you know, definitely trying to work on, but it's like you're dead right with that for sure. Yeah. And, and another thing, like if you're feeling that way, just remind yourself, like, that there's always a consequence. No matter what you do, there's always a consequence. You not saying anything to that person, there's a consequence of that. You may think that it's the best option. You may think there's no consequence, but you're still making yourself feel uncomfortable. You're still potentially finding yourself in a situation with that person because you haven't communicate, communicated it with them. So you're still, there's a consequence of you not saying anything. You're potentially going to make it even longer. It could be weeks or months or even years of you feeling uncomfortable as opposed to, a 30 minute conversation with someone that's going to be intense and really uncomfortable if you've never done it before. But just think about that. Like instead of waiting a year of you feeling uncomfortable and just slowly pushing them away, a 30 minute conversation, you could have a really positive outcome. Like the amount of times that I've communicated a boundary to someone and I've felt like it's been a positive outcome, it happens regularly, but also I can communicate a boundary with someone and then if they, like you said, overstep that boundary multiple times and I feel like they're not respecting me, then I've actually had to cut friends out of my life, which is the ultimate form of a boundary. You know, you cutting someone out of your life because they're not respecting you or your boundaries is a boundary. So there we have it, guys. That's why you are being walked all over. Uh, if you're not being walked all over and this doesn't apply to you, maybe you know somebody that is and be sure to send them this episode. Uh, but either way, hopefully you're getting some value out of this. Uh, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes if you are. Uh, you know, and if you feel like you need a counseling session, Dan is here on metamindstherapy.com. Check it out. If not, we'll see you in the next episode. See you guys.